Parshas Naso. This past Shavuos, like on every Yom Tov, the whole Am Yisrael was zoichet to stand before the Kohanim and Shul and receive the Birkas Kohanim. Even those who couldn't make it to Shul, the women who were at home taking care of the children and the patients stuck in the hospitals, they also received the Bracha. It's a Gemara and Sota. Achehem Shebasadot. If you're an Oynes and can't be in Shul, so the Birkas Kohanim come to you as well. And so the whole nation together without exception receives the brachas from the Kohanim who raise their hands with love and bless all the people, except for one group, and that's the Kohanim themselves. It seems like they're left out from this great privilege of receiving the brachas. It's a tremendous opportunity for the Am Yisrael to stand before the Kohanim and receive the brachot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem's blessings and Hashem's protections. Protection. That the face of Hashem should shine upon us. And He should be gracious to us. And that He should bring all types of peace into our lives. There are a lot of good things in those Pesukim. And the Kohanim are missing out on all of them. But a Kohen also wants to be blessed. Just because he is, one, he is the one privileged to be the conduit through which the brachas flow to the Am Yisrael. Does that mean that he has to lose out on receiving the brachas? Where is the yashras, the fairness in that? It's not my question, by the way. It's a question the Gemara and Chulden asks. Hashem affirms the bracha. Va'ani avarechem. That means... I'm going to listen to the words of the Kohanim and bless the Am Yisrael with all the good things the Kohanim proclaimed. But mi mevarecha Kohanim? Who is going to bless the Kohanim? Now we should pay attention well to the answer of the Gemara because it opens for us a new horizon in Avodah Hashem. Chazal tell us that the Kohanim don't need any special bracha because they get the brachas from somewhere else altogether. Way back in the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu declared to our father Avraham, I will bless those who bless you. Anybody who blesses you, I'm going to bless him. That's a Pasuk. And therefore, says Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok, the blessings upon the Kohanim come from the, that old age, that age-old promise that was made to Avraham. If you, the Kohanim, are blessing the Am Yisrael, then I'm going to bless you, says Hashem. I'm under contract to bless all those who bless Am Yisrael. Now there's something new there that we're learning from this Gemara. Because we're being told now that when Hashem said to our father Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, it was a covenant that he was making with our nation forever. It was a contract that he made not only with Avraham personally, but with the Zerah Avraham, all of Avraham's descendants forever. The Gemara in Chulin tells us that, that Rabbi Yishmael was once walking on the road with his disciples and a Gentile who was passing by said, Shalom, he greeted him, peace to you. He saw a lot of Jews coming. Rabbi Ishmael had a company of Talmidim with him, and this Gentile was traveling alone on the road, so probably he thought it would be more diplomatic to bless Rabbi Ishmael. 
Whatever it was, the Goy greeted Rabbi Yishmael politely. So Rabbi Yishmael said to him, I don't have to answer you. you. Your answer is already said. It's done. What did Rabbi Yishmael mean? And it's explained there. The answer, the blessing for you, was already said by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to Avraham Avinu. I'm going to bless all those who bless you. So Rabbi Ishmael was saying, as soon as you blessed me, you were already blessed by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now what that means is that when a Jew is honored by a Gentile, if a Gentile says good morning or thank you to a Jew, if he opens the, do- the door for a Jew and says, have a good day, it's a lucky day for that Gentile. Anybody who honors a Jew, even superficially, is going to receive a reward. Because we understand that the bracha the Goy gave to Rabbi, to Rabbi Ishmael probably wasn't the most genuine of brachas. He didn't put his hands on Rabbi Ishmael's head and shed tears praying to Hashem that Rabbi Ishmael should be blessed. No, it was more or less a, form, a, form, a formality. The Gentile said shalom to him, that's all. That's what the Gentile said to everyone on the road. He's being polite and wishing him well. Nevertheless, we are being taught here that any bracha that is said to a Jew, even to one individual Yisrael, will be paid back in full. And it's all because of the promise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu made to Avraham so many years ago. I will bless all those who bless you, no matter what. And it's a guilt-edged certificate. It's as sure as could be. And so we can read these words now as an eternal promise to the Am Yisrael. Anybody who blesses anyone from the Am Yisrael is going to be blessed by me, says Hashem. And you shouldn't forget about the end of that Pasuk as well. Anyone who curses you or makes light of you, I'm going to curse. The word mekalalecha comes from the word kal, to make light of. Even to make light of a Jew is already very dangerous. So if a non-Jew says an impolite word to you, he'll call you some kind of a Jew. So you should know that he is out of luck because something is going to happen to him. It may not happen soon enough to please you, but it's it's an unfailing promise. He's going to get it in the neck. Maybe on the next block, his car will smash against the pole. Or maybe when he gets home, his wife will give him a bitter evening and he'll have to run out of the house to the bar and get drunk. And then he'll get beaten up in the bar and come home in the morning with two black eyes. Whatever it is, something is going to happen to him. There's no question that anybody who speaks ill of a Jew, if he insults or makes light of a Jew, he's going to get it. It's a promise that was made to Avraham to Avram Avinu by Hashem. I was once walking across the street and an Italian bum was sitting in his car waiting for the red light to change. So in order to frighten me, he pressed on the gas so that his car would quickly jerk forward to me. To frighten me. I looked at him and he was acting as if he didn't see me, making believe. And his wife is sitting next to him and she's laughing. They're both laughing because they, they scared an old Jew. So I said quietly to myself, I don't want you to do much harm to, him, harm to him. His leg should come off right above the knee. That's all. More than that, I don't want. And I want to tell you something. He'd be lucky if that happens. 
Because if he waits for Gehenim, it will be a pity on him. It will be a very, very big chesed for him if he loses his leg right now. And make no mistake about it, you can rely on Hashem's promise. He's on the job and he'll take care of it. But we're going to let go of this aspect now and return to the first part of the puzzle. The subject of those who speak well of Jews. And we have to pay attention to this very great opportunity because it opens for us a new vista, a derech chaim. It's a lifetime system of living, the system of wishing well upon your fellow Jews. And so let's take some time to speak about some very much neglected opportunities which can be utilized by us as part of this derech. We'll begin with one example that I learned from my Rebbeim more than 50 years ago. In Slabotka, they used to say that when you get an aliyah and you say to the Gabbai, Yashakoyach, afterwards it shouldn't be a formality. You should say it with Perush Hamilus, with the meaning of the words. Yisher Kochacho means may your strength increase. You're davening for him. Oh, that's a big difference now. You're getting an aliyah and you're saying to the Gabbai, you're saying in, the, in, in it, Lashon Kodesh, but you're saying, may your strength increase. You should have bigger muscles. You should have enough calcium in your bones. Your eyesight should be sharper. Everything about you should become more powerful. That's what you're saying when you say, Yashar Koyach. If you're thinking it, then those words now have an entirely different power. And we're learning now that it's not going to remain unanswered in your own life. You're going to get a blessing for that too. In the measure by which you bless others, that's how much you will be blessed. Now, even if you didn't put anything into your blessing, it's still, it's still a blessing. Even if you said, Shkoyach, without giving it too much thought, it's still something. Like this Gentile who passed Rabbi Ishmael on the road. He wasn't thinking too much about what he was saying. He just said it as a formality. But even that is included in, I will bless those who bless you. And so if you say it superficially, you have already done a wise thing. You have made a very good investment because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is listening and it's going to come back to you. It'll come back surely in the smallest manner. You're going to be greeted by others. Don't disparage that. Didn't it ever happen to you that you pass people on the street and you, you are offended because they don't seem particularly interest, interested in looking at you, even though you are acquaintances? And you are thinking, what's wrong with this grouchy fellow? Well, maybe it's because you didn't greet him. That could be, because that's the very lowest level of compensation. If you bless others, then others will bless you. And even that is, a, is valuable for a person. To be always greeted happily by others is a boon for living happily and healthily. But you should know that there are much greater benefits to come. Anybody who will take the trouble to say words of berachot to a Jew must know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is now mortgaged to him and he's going to deliver. The man who makes the effort to bless the Am Yisrael should know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is under contract to deliver the goods. It doesn't mean that the man will be a Ben Oilam Haba or that he'll know Shas. It doesn't mean that he'll become a millionaire. But there are a lot of blessings beneath that. And we'd like to get it, and we and we'd like to get them as well. And he is promised mina shamayim because from the outset of the career of our nation, when Abraham set out 
from Haran to begin building the Am Yisrael. He set out with this contract in hand. I will bless those who bless you. Now tonight as you walk out and you meet somebody you know, so you'll say to him, Shalom Aleichem, not hello, you say Shalom Aleichem. There was a Rosh Hashiva in America, Harav Gustman. He should be well, Zastal. Who once heard somebody say hello? So Rav Gustman said, Vus epis hello. Hello doesn't mean anything, he said. Say Shalom Aleichem, a real greeting. So imagine that when you walk out and you see this friend, instead of saying meaningless words like hi or hello, you'll say Shalom Aleichem. However, that's only a start. That's the first rung on the, on the ladder. Because if you'll apply your mind to what you're saying and you'll actually mean the words, then you're making use of the opportunity of the way Hashem really intended. When you say Shalom Aleichem, you should put a little thought into it. Add some commentary in your mind. Think, when you come home, your wife shouldn't scold you for coming home so late. She might say, you're running out to Rabbi Miller's lecture so late at night, and I'm here all by myself at home with the children. And then there might be a squabble and everything might be ruined for the next few days. So, you're, so you're blessing him. Shalom Aleichem. And you're thinking, when you get home, everything should be quiet. And Shalom Aleichem means much more than Shalom Bayis. There are many things you can have in mind when you say those words, and you should practice them up. Every time you say Shalom Aleichem, think of something else. The whole Bria should be at peace with you. You shouldn't have any enemies. Even the microbes, the bacteria that would like to invade your body and cause different types of trouble, they should all make peace with you. Shalom means good health too. Next time you say it, you're thinking something else. He shouldn't have bad neighbors. Bad neighbors sometimes make life miserable. So many things are included in that greeting. And therefore, something as small as greeting a friend is an opportunity for a tremendous amount of achievement. And it's not only when you say Shalom Aleichem. Even when you say good night to someone, it's a glorious opportunity. Those two words should come along with a lot of commentary in your mind. Good night means you should come home safely. It means your back shouldn't suffer from sleeping in the wrong position on a mattress that's too soft. Good night means your family at home should be found in the best order. There shouldn't be any fire tonight in your house. The toilet pipe shouldn't burst suddenly. Oh, if such a thing happens, a flood in the middle of the night, you have to run into the bathroom in your pajamas and wade in the pool of who knows what with your bare feet. And now you're trying to get a plumber in the middle of the night. And so when you say good night, you put your mind all, you put in your mind all these things that he should sleep well and get up in the morning refreshed. And in the meantime, nobody should come into his house uninvited. There are a lot of things included in a good night. In the morning you say good morning to people. You're saying it anyhow. So why not think about what those two words mean? First of all, it's important to say it. Many people neglect to say it. It would be a bad idea to surprise your wife and say good morning to her when you come back from shul in the morning. It wouldn't be a bad idea to surprise your wife and say good morning to her when you come back from shul in the morning. That would be a nice little gift. Even if you're not putting any intention into it, even if you're an actor, 
and you're deceiving her. And surely, if you put some thought into it, if there's Pedish Hamilis and Kavana, that's a great achievement. Good mornings are very important. We want to have a lot of very good mornings in our lives. And we want our mornings to be really good mornings, not just empty and hollow good mornings. And therefore, it should be a principle of ours to think about the meanings, the meaning of the words that we say. We'll begin to train ourselves in forging all, in foregoing all of the meaningless good morning greetings that fill our lives and to actually bless our fellow Jews. Your breakfast should be digesting well. You're thinking as you, as you greet an acquaintance. Your wife shouldn't anger you. You shouldn't miss the train. You should find a lot of order waiting for you. on your de- A lot of orders waiting for you on your desk when you come to your office. You should have a smooth and happy day. Now that's a good morning greeting. And he doesn't know what you're thinking. That's not important right now. Because there is somebody with a capital S who does know. Now I know that this idea may seem ridiculous to people who never thought about this. It may seem exaggerated and far-fetched. It's always that way. Anybody who is good is a fanatic to somebody who is beneath him. If you eat kosher, you're a fanatic to a lot of people. If you eat glad kosher, so you're a fanatic to people who eat kosher. And so if you say shalom aleichem the right way, you're also a fanatic to the people who do everything else. The people who don't think are always surprised at the better ones. And therefore we should try to rise above the multitudes and take advantage of this glorious opportunity, no matter what others think. If you want to be an extremist, try to utilize these opportunities we're speaking about here. And it's going to be a derech for you to succeed. As you go through life saying good morning and good night to your fellow Jews, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be listening and he'll be echoing your words and he'll say good morning to you. And when he says good morning, he really means it. It's going to be a very good morning. And the more, you think, the more you're thinking about what you're saying, the more heart you put into your brachas, the greater of an achievement it is. Now when you meet somebody, and you want to wish him Mazel Tov. Often it's just going through the motions. In general, that's what greetings are, just formalities, niceties. Of course, you should be enthusiastic about, about it as you can. At least you should act enthusiastic in order to make a good impression. And there's nothing wrong with that. We should all want to make a good impression on everyone we meet. By the way, you should be, that should be one of your goals whenever you meet someone. You should act in a way that will make him think well of you. That's what we should all want. I want people to say, you know Miller, he's a good fellow, a nice person. So be enthusiastic with your greetings and a warm smile to them. Try to score some points. But now, we'll walk up the second rung of our ladder. Suppose you do this. After you greet him, after you wish him Mazel Tov, so you take leave of him, and after you walk 10 steps, now he doesn't see you anymore, he can't hear you. And now you repeat those same words again when he's not listening. Mazel Tov, you should have a lot of nachas. Now nobody should hear you talking to yourself. Be careful about that because most people don't understand greatness. They scorn greatness, but don't let that stop you from doing it. And you should even add something. The more, the better. Hashem should help you find all the money that you need to pay the chazana bills. 
and your daughter and her new husband should get along with each other b'shalom. And you should find good shiduchim for, for your other children too. Oh, now you're talking. You're not saying it just to flatter him or as an empty, or as empty words, words of formality. You're saying it because you actually want Hashem to bless him. And you're practicing the great principle of how Hashem directs this world. I will bless those who bless you. This is a practice that true Oiv de Hashem can do without any effort. It's a practice that's available to you at all, at all times. You're walking on the street on Shabbos and you say, Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. All day long you're passing by people and wishing them well. And then you pass by and forget all about it. It's a tragedy to waste that opportunity. So five paces later say, Good Shabbos to him again. This time he doesn't hear. But this time you mean it more. And under your breath you should add the Perush Amilus with a few Perushim. How much thought, how many blessings could be included in a good Shabbos? Your meals should be Geshmach. Your wife's chala and kugel should be should taste exceptional. Hashem should help you enjoy your family. You should have a good Shabbos nap and be matzliach in your learning over Shabbos. You should get shlishi and it shouldn't cost you too much money. There's so much to think about when you wish somebody a good Shabbos. Another example of turning ordinary opportunities into diamonds. Here's a chasen or a kala who send you an invitation. They're almost strangers to you. It's a distant relative or a very remote acquaintance and you have no intention of coming. So first of all, when you write out the card, when they request the favor of your reply, don't merely say, I won't be able to come. Write in, oh, thank you for your invitation. I wish you the best of happiness. Put in a bracha for them. Don't waste, don't waste their 15 cents. Put in a, put in a blessing. Put in, put in a blessing there for them when you send it back. Here you can write like this. I regret that I will not have the honor of attending your simcha, but I shall rejoice with you from afar. That's how to do it. Even if you don't feel it. HaKadosh Baruch will treat you no less than that. Even an external blessing is appreciated. And if you put in some thought, I really am happy for them, then you then you're, all, you're, then you're already exceptional. This you don't write. You say it with your mouth. The recipient doesn't have to hear this. As you're closing the envelope while you're walking to the mailbox, you say, I wish them both a long and happy life together. And if you want to add some particulars, that they should have a lot of money and many healthy children and a beautiful home and they should never quarrel, they should have a lot of good times together in their home. If you add these words or these thoughts then you have to know that you are walking on the derech to success in life. Wishing for the good of others, even when they don't hear you, is a derech in avoidus Hashem. It's a way of achieving perfection. This is something I learned from a great man. The altar of Slobodka was once walking in the street with his disciples, and they passed by a house where one of the koilel men lived. The altar stopped and faced the house and said to the house, Good morning. Good morning. You should have a wonderful day. And when he walked further as he passed certain houses, he said, Good morning to the houses. So one of his Talmudim said, But nobody hears. So the altar replied, Zu darf er herin? Does he have to be listening? You hear that? 
You hear what the altar said? That's from a great man. Tzudarf erhirn. Does he have to hear? I consider that a godless. It's a remarkable thing that what, that what we just heard. What? You have to say good morning just because of etiquette? That's a waste of a greeting. As you pass by a house of a Rosh Hashiva, of a Talmud Chacham, of any from Jew, say good morning to the house. And you know what's happening? You're getting for yourself that great blessing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself says, I'm going to bless you. That's a career. The point of the bracha is not that he should hear you. What you want is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should hear you and see that you love his children and that you want only good things for them. And so, when you walk down the street, keep your eyes peeled for the big mezuzahs. And when you see one, ah, a bracha on that house, Yivorech as Beis Yisrael, they're not just homes, they're holy homes, beautiful kosher homes. So make sure to stop for a moment and bless those inside. And be specific. Say the words, Please keep everyone in this home healthy. Let them all get along with each other and live happy and safe lives. Please, Hashem, let there be no mishaps in the home. Let the children all be matzliach in yeshiva. And they should all find good shiduchim. And the parents should see nachas from their children. The next house, another big mezuzah. Everyone in that home should be well for many happy years. They should all have a comfortable livelihood and pleasure and satisfaction from their children. The children in that home should find the best shidukim. In that home, there should be only smachas and happy occasions. And so when you pass by a yeshiva, and you see the yeshiva men going in and going out, don't neglect the opportunity. Do you realize what an opportunity is? It is when you walk by a yeshiva. You should say, Abracha, on all the Roshi yeshiva, the menahalim, the children, the mothers, the fathers, the children of the Koilo people, all of them should live long. Pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that the boys should have good heads. You know how important the good head is in the yeshiva today? A boy with a little bit of a weaker head gets so discouraged. Especially with the with the Rebbeim who are saying big pilpulim. Even in the lower shu'urim, the Rebbeim are not saying plain pshat. And the boys get discouraged. Each Rebbe wants to show he's Rabbi Akiva Eger. So he's saying deep pilpulim. I don't know how good they are. But he's trying his best anyhow. He feels he's not getting paid too much. So he might as well learn for himself. And meanwhile, the poor bewildered Talmidim understand nothing. So a few very good boys succeed. Just a few of the Baalei Kishoynes, those with the good heads. So what do people do? They grumble, they complain about it, they blame this one and the other one. But why don't you do something about it? So you have to pray for all of those boys that are being frustrated and being disappointed by these difficulties. And very many of them are being turned off. Of course they are, because they don't understand what's going on. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please give das to all the boys in the yeshivas. Help them understand the shiur. Help them understand the gemara. And to the girls as well. Here's a girl, I knew the family. And she couldn't keep up with her studies in the base Yaakov. They wanted to expel her from the school. So her father came running. What should I do? He said, I can't take her to public school. Gavalt, what am I going to do? What are, you go- what are you doing to my child? They told him. 
They told him, what could we do already? We can't keep her here. So they made a deal finally. They let her go just to English alone. But it was a terrible thing, a calamity. It wasn't her fault. It was a girl who just couldn't keep up. So why aren't you praying for these girls? And so one of the best opportunities, one of the most authentic and real opportunities is when the one you're heaping brachas upon doesn't hear and doesn't know. So you pass by a base Yaakov and the little girls are playing in the yard. You see little Jewish girls and it's warm outside, it's hot, but they're wearing stockings and sleeves. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful to see. Don't just pass them by. They're tzoyin koichim. It's a holy nation. Kadoshim. It's a holy nation. These are going to be the mothers of our people. Mothers of from families. How could you pass them without a generous... Blessing from the bottom of your heart. Does it cost you any money? Why are you being so stingy with your brachas? It's the easiest and cheapest investment for you. Bless them that they should be all well and have, and have lives full of hatzlacha. Each one of them should be healthy and they should live to be, to get very good shiduchim. Each one of them. And they should all be wealthy and have a lot of healthy normal children. They should live long and their husbands should be big Talmidei Chachamim. Bless them. Whatever else you could think of. Give them as many brachas as you can. Get into the habit. They should all live long, you say. Ooh, wah! You made a big business deal just now with Hashem. I will bless those who bless the Am Yisrael. Say it with your mouth. It's the best business, by the way. The best investment you can make. The best business in this world is to bless a Jew. Because Hashem says, I will bless those who bless you. Now all of this is really externalities. It's important externalities. Yet that's what it is. But there is something else here that is, a ve- that is very important. Maybe even more important than what you just heard. And that is to be sameach b'simchato shel chavero. To rejoice in somebody else's happiness. To have an actual love for the Am Yisrael. A love that causes you to desire the happiness of others. And to actually achieve such a feeling, such an attitude in life, requires the big chachma of understanding how great the Jewish people are in the eyes of Hashem. How much Hashem loves His people. Ohev amo Yisrael. He loves His people Yisrael. Avarabba. Ahavatanu. A great Ahavtanu, a great love, you love us. Chemla Gedoila V'yiseira, a tremendous and overwhelming love and compassion. As much as you'll ever love anybody in this world, it's nothing compared to how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves every single Jew. He loves the Am Yisrael more than he loves the entire universe. It's a Pasuk in the Chumash. Behold to Hashem, belong the heavens and the heavens above the heavens. It's all mine, he says. There are billions of worlds in space with huge stars, bigger than the sun, and they're all mine. A lot of real estate belongs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the space between the worlds is so vast that we can't even measure it. In millions of light years, you can't measure the distance between the stars. And there are trillions and trillions of such stars. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, despite all that, only in your forefathers did Hashem delight. And this is nothing to me. My delight is only your forefathers. La'ahava otam, to love them. So you might say, 
Will that, well, that's for, your, for, for our forefathers. But what about us? So the Pasuk goes on. Bachem kayomazeh. You, forever. It's an open Pasuk in the Chumash. You can't get away from it. Now this Pasuk, you should study as often as you can. Because these words should be the panemius, the interiority of everything we said here tonight. We give brachas not because we want Hashem to bless us. That too. But most important is that we want the good of Achenu B'nai Yisrael. It's when you love the Am Yisrael and you bless them all the time, Be'ahava. That's what brings the brachas of Hashem into your life. The Mesilis Yeshorim tells us that Hashem loves only those that love the Am Yisrael. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, whoever blesses my people, I will bless that person myself. Because Hashem loves the Am Yisrael. He therefore loves all those who wish well upon the Am Yisrael. And so you have no choice. You have to get into your head that you love from Jews. You make up your mind that you love the Am Yisrael and you want good things for them. So when you're walking down the street and you see a from Jew, you begin to practice. You say, I love that man. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give him a lot of money today. You see a black hat, ah, I love him. Bless the black hatters. You didn't see his face yet. When he comes closer, so maybe you'll see that maybe it's someone who got on your nerves last week. Love him anyway. He has a black hat. He's Mishalenu. And if you practice this, so you walk, so you walk into the grocery store, to the shul, is trans, transformed into a whole different walk altogether. It's a whole different way of walking down the street. You're walking down Ocean Parkway, but actually you're walking into the, in the, in the ways of Hashem. Because that's what Hashem wants. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves His people more than anything else. And so when we fill our days with brachas, with blessing the Am Yisrael, because we love them, we are fulfilling the mitzvah deoraisa, v'hafta v'reecha kamoicha. And you should walk in the ways of Hashem. And so, when we fill our days with blessing the Am Yisrael because we love them, we are fulfilling the mitzvah deoraisa, v'halachta bidrachav. And you should walk in the ways of Hashem. So take a walk along Ocean Parkway or on 15th Avenue in Borough Park and you'll see from Jews. And each time one passes you, so you think in your mind and better yet, you can say it with your lips. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give him bracha v'atzlocha in everything for long and happy days. You stand at your window and you wait for decent Jews to pass by and you say, ah, a pleasure to see such a sight. Hashem, Bless them, purify them forever. Grant them your righteous mercies. With a full heart, you pray for them. You bless them. You hope for the best for them. You know, sometimes by accident, you look through the window and you see a young Jewish woman pushing a baby carriage. Inside there are two babies and there are two more hanging onto the handles and she's chasing after another one who's running ahead. Here's your chance. She's raising up a Jewish family. She's doing the heavy lifting for the Am Yisrael. So why should you be stingy with your words? Why shouldn't you shower some blessings on her head? She doesn't have to hear. From the window say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless her with nachas from all of them. She should dance at the chazanas of all their grandchildren. She should have parnasa and an easy time raising them. She should have the best shiduchim for her sons and her daughters. Why shouldn't you say that? It costs you money. Your bank balance will remain the same. 
actually it won't remain the same because there's another bank account that's more important. When the time comes and they wheel a person out to the funeral parlor, out of the funeral, out of the funeral parlor, and the funeral director is standing there directing the traffic, and the relatives are standing there sadly. So this man is leaving everything behind. He can't take his money along with him. And this man now is very sad. Even though he's getting a ride in a big limousine, he's sad because he can't take along a thing. All of his money is not his anymore. But there is one account, one balance, which he takes along with him. Because all of the diamonds of Masim Toivim are forever. And to be Mevarech S. Amo Yisrael is one of the most important Ma'asim Toivim you can accomplish in this world. Isn't it a pity the world doesn't know about this? It's a diamond mine. Suppose you had a diamond mine in your backyard, but you knew nothing about it. And now someone comes along and does you a favor. He reveals the secret to you. So you walk out into the backyard with a pail and a shovel. And in a few minutes, you're a millionaire. That's what this world is. Life is acres of diamonds. But what good is it if you don't bend over and pick them up? At first, when they came to South Africa, the Kimberley mines had diamonds laying on the surface. If you walked along and kept your eyes open, there was a diamond here and a diamond there. That's what this world is. There are diamonds on the surface. Many, many diamonds. And if you learn to recognize them, and if you're smart enough, you'll be able to achieve what you came down here for, to collect as many of these diamonds as possible. Now, don't think it means a great struggle. If I would say that you have to learn Chidushe Torah of the Kesoy Sechoshin every day, so you could tell me that it takes a lot of work. It's not a bad idea, by the way. Every day, another Kesoy Sechoshin. After 100 days, you have 100 Kesoys. You're a shtikel lamdan already. 100 more days... And you're already a fine lamb. Some people learn all the Kesoy Very good. But these things require a great deal of effort. If you want to be a Torah scholar, Yagata Matsata, you're going to have to labor in order to attain your objective. If you want to become a big Baal Deya, a Baal Machshova, a Baal Emuna, then, there are a lot, then there's a lot of work to be done. In order to achieve Midas Toivas, to acquire good character, there's training you must follow. A lot of important things, and they're not easy, but they're worth the effort. But I'm not proposing that for all of, but I'm not proposing that for all of you right now. I'm saying easier things. We're learning here about an achievement that is immensely easy, and the profit is immensely great. And that is the career of blessing your fellow Jews. Now, when I say career, I mean, I mean that you must take the ideas that you're studying here tonight, impress them upon your minds, and consider how to incorporate them into your regular practice, your regular routine of life. Because with a little bit of thought and some planning, you can live a life of va'avar ha'mevarachecha. Because tell me, what difficulty lies in this exercise of good character? Nothing really. It's one of the easiest things in the world to do. To bless your fellow Jew. Let's make it clear to ourselves that this is what we're in this world for. We're here to pick up all those diamonds on the floor. That's our purpose. When a person is discouraged as he walks through the diamond fields, so he's thinking that he has Rahmanus on himself. He has pity on his status in life. If only this would have happened. If only I would have if I if only I would have been in his shoes. 
So he walks through life not even looking where he's going. And as he, as he passes by through his days in this world, he's passing by riches, wealth that he could have picked up. And when the time comes to leave this world, he walks empty-handed out of this world. And so when he comes to the gate of Gan Eden, the Shoimer, had, the Shoimer Hadelis, the Malach, standing at the gate, says, let's see what you have in your hand. So you tell him, my hands are empty. I didn't have the opportunities, opportunities that others had. So the Malach tells him, Meshugana, you were walking through diamond fields. You should have grabbed all you could. Why did you waste your life? You know what that means? It means that you could have been filling your days with greatness. And it's the greatness that Hashem loves more than anything else. He loves those who love His people. And when you come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu after a lifetime of blessing fellow Jews, and He says, so what happened? Oh, that dreaded question. Did you accomplish anything in that world that I sent you to? So you'll tell Him, well, I blessed many Jews. Oh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, now we're talking. Now you're mine, because that's my job. I'm busy blessing my people, B'Shalom, all the time. Hashem Yivarech et Amo B'Shalom. And you're helping me out? If that's the case, then you belong with me, and you come back into my bosom forever and ever. I am the Ohev Amay Yisrael par excellence, and all those who love my people I love eternally. And that means that the more you shower your blessings on the Am Yisrael in this world, the more Hashem will shower upon you His blessings in this world and in the world to come forever and ever. Have a wonderful Shabbos.